We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, bakes it into the foul. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. Bumping that new post-game intro. You know we had to get a new one in here. I am your host, Jacob Niffin, joined by my boy, Taylor Peterson. Basketball is back. Also, uh, how did it feel, Jacob, being in the stands and getting to witness the very first game of a future Hall of Famer, Josh Giddey's career? It was weird being back in the arena after 19 months. It was a little strange, but it was good nonetheless. Nonetheless. So the Thunder drop their first game tonight of the preseason, 113 to 97. Taylor, just a quick recap of this one against the Charlotte Hornets. Game started off semi-competitive. Thunder fell behind decently in the first quarter. And then it was just kind of all downhill from there. Uh, Not a whole lot of competitive basketball. The Thunder (laughs) made a run there. Was it at the end of the the half? Yep. Made a run there at the end of the half. Um, The the Ludwig takeover, Jacob. Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, trust me, we will get there. I leaned over to call me our, I said, um, don't call it a comeback. And it was most definitely <laughs> not a comeback. So thank God we didn't call it a comeback. As quickly as the Thunder cut it to 12, um, the Hornets like regained like a 22 point lead, I think. Exactly. <laughs> it was and very quick. It was just kind of all downhill from there. Uh, some stats for the night. The Thunder only shot 38% from the field compared to the Hornets 49%. Thunder get out-rebounded by 11. Turnovers were even. Fouls were pretty much even. Um, Thunder made 15 three-point field goals. I guess I didn't realize that they made 15 threes tonight. I didn't realize that either. Uh, Free throw split down the middle at 16 made a piece. Uh, Hornets had a few more assists uh, and way more blocks. 10 blocks to four. And the points in the paint, Taylor, is the big one. 62 to 36. The Thunder really with nobody to compete against Miles Bridges, who threw down dunk after dunk after dunk. We're going to see that a lot this season. Biggest lead. Yes, biggest lead for the Hornets, 25 points. 
After that recap, I guess the first thing, Taylor, we should mention, starting lineup tonight, is it what you expected? I mean, we knew Derek Favors wasn't going to play, so I think that we believed that Isaiah Roby would get the start at center. But besides that, was it what you thought? So uh, we're recording this podcast Monday after this uh, after the game. So some of our listeners have probably already heard our podcast, our weekly podcast that we dropped. Uh, recorded Sunday night, dropped Sunday night, probably listened to it on Monday. Um, and I this was actually the starting lineup I predicted for the regular season. Although we didn't really dive into that because I know we're trying to save that for the next two podcasts, uh, group podcasts coming up, our bets podcast, and then our um, Thunder um, season prediction podcast. So I was kind of surprised, I think, to see Giddy out there already um, because Dignall, like had some comments during training camp this past week saying that, like, don't expect, you know, my lineups to be basically set in stone. And, um, you know, the, the starting lineup doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the starting lineup um, for the Thunder, you know, coming into regular season. But it certainly felt that way. And after today's performance <laughs> from Josh Giddy, which we'll get into, I don't really see how you change that up. But all that being said, I was a little surprised to see Giddy go ahead and get the nod there. Um, but I think this is probably maybe closer than I expected heading into this preseason game um, for the starting lineup. I think this is pretty close to what it will be um, outside of the center position. Interesting. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We should probably talk about some individual performances, things we saw that we thought were good, things we saw that we thought were bad. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So let's let's start off with we've already mentioned him a few times. We got to talk about him. <laughs> Our first extended look at Joshua Giddy. Giddy up. I'm impressed. Oh yeah. It's it's not a hot take. It is not a stretch to say. It's the best passer on the team. Oh, 100 percent. After preseason game number one, he is the best passer on the team. Taylor, there were some passes he threw tonight that I was just like in awe of. And you called us, Jacob. Uh, again, I don't mean to like keep bringing up last night's podcast, but I'm pretty sure it was last night's podcast. If not, it was a podcast from you know within the past week or so where you mentioned, is it a, I think you asked the question to us, presented the question, is it a hot take to say that Josh Giddy will be the best passer on the team starting the season? I think our, uh, again, first preseason game, disclaimer, all of that. But I think the most impressive thing that I think that you're getting at that, stood out to me there were just so many tangibles that you could take from what we saw from Giddy tonight that will absolutely translate in the regular season mm-hmm. um and like a lot of those passes that you're mentioning uh for example i think the biggest one that's already making the rounds on twitter.com <laughs> is the cross-court pass he made to i want to say it was teo on the wing who missed uh, the three who missed the three and then Giddy got the put back crashes and the boards get the rebound and it's an and one i mean See? it just I thought his best pass of the night came later in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, on a pick and roll with Mike Muscala, where Giddy went off the dribble lefty bullet pass to a rolling Mike who caught it and tried to reverse it and missed and missed it. Yeah, that was but that pass. I was well. just like, holy smokes! How did he see that and how did it get there? Yeah, just that's fair. Some really, he had one. That was a pick and roll with Isaiah Roby where he took a dribble with the right hand and then took another dribble with the right hand. But that second dribble was actually a bounce pass that ended up right in Isaiah Roby's pocket for a layup. Like it's just, it's really, really impressive the way he can pass the ball and eight of 12 from the field. He shot the ball well, especially from three, two of four from three. I thought the two he missed 
looked very awkward and the the rushed. form looked kind of janky and rushed. Yep. But the ones that he caught with his feet set had a much more fluid motion and he splashed them through. And he's not going to shoot 50% from three on the season. But right. if he takes four threes a game, I think that's a great sign. Absolutely. Especially with some of the lineups that we saw out there, which we can get into as well. But one thing, speaking on his his shooting form, you know, in the, uh, in the well, prior to the summer league um, and throughout the offseason, we saw videos of his shooting motion where he kicked that right foot out, mm-hmm. which is a tendency some shooters do have. Um, that already has been fixed <laughs> just being yeah. in an NBA program. And like you said, that, that motion looked much better. If he can knock down threes at even just a slightly below average rate, I think that's going to open up so much for that starting lineup. And, and those lineups where Josh Giddy is in there with guys like Shea and, and Lou. Um, but to your point, I think just the thing that stood out the most to me that maybe I wasn't expecting so early on, because like, you know, a, a lot of his minutes or at least a lot of the, the plays that I'm thinking of from Josh Giddy were against some of um, so, like elite NBA talent, right? The um, the Hornet starters and his confidence and his ability to read the game at a high level already mm-hmm. <laughs> is really what stood out to me. Like you, you mentioned the passing um, and the balance of between scoring and, and passing to teammates. I mean, even when he was in there with guys where he obviously is the most talented offensive player, um, he still knew when to pass and swing the ball and knew when to attack and try and create a shot or rather to shoot the three point shot. And that's just like a, it's almost a talent that can't be learned. It's just um, something that he possesses already. And that was really yeah. exciting. He's the second best player on the team at setting up offense. And oh, I yeah, don't think absolutely. it's particularly close. Shea is the best because of the gravity he has and, and what he can do scoring the ball. But Giddy just, he finds guys, he gets them in their correct positions he gets them where they need the ball. He ended tonight with 18, 7, and 3. Seven rebounds, three assists. It probably should have been like 18, 7, and 7, if we're yeah. being honest. I tried looking up potential assists, and uh, NBA stats does not have that yet. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I um, love it. Our guy Del Lott on YouTube says, I came here for the Josh Giddy hot takes, to, so let them fly. <laughs> Del Lott, uh, have you put, put money down on uh, Josh Giddy Rookie of the Year yet? Because oh, not, is that your should. hot take? <laughs> I, I almost tweeted from the account, when do we get to do a 2021 redraft? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now we're talking. Jo- Josh was very, very impressive tonight. Let's swing the pendulum to the opposite end, Taylor. I'm interested if you agree with that's me. That's no fun. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> no, so we're on the, on the positive kidding. side of the pendulum. Let's swing kidding, it to kidding, the negative kidding. side. I know, I and know. And then we'll hit the middle. <laughs> I think the opposite end, for me, is Darius Baisley. I knew you were going to bring up Baisley. I don't want to. And I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I just, just knew that's where you were going to go. He didn't look good tonight. No. I mean, w- a- am I missing something? I- no. Is there something that you see out there that, that makes you think that I'm crazy? Not at all. And I almost tweeted out. I think the only... And again, it's like it's unfair to like throw out this dis- the preseason disclaimer here, but then rave about Josh Gay like we just did. I, I recognize that and I understand that, but I also understand that like there wasn't a set offense. Um, they weren't running, you know, their usual offense and plays um, where we've seen Baisley maybe thrive a little more than he did in like a situation like he did today. But even like that right there, that, that disclaimer I just threw out there, like just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Right. Because that's kind of the situation where you would have liked to see 
uh, like would have liked to have seen Baisley show off some of his growth from the offseason. Uh, you would think that he would be able to take some of these players one-on-one, drive to the rim or kick mm-hmm. out to shooters and create for others, um, knock down some open three-point shots that he did get. He nearly airballed a three. Good. Exactly. We said it on last night's episode, Taylor. I said, you can't take a lot away from preseason, just like summer league, but you'd rather see a guy play well in preseason than mm-hmm. play bad in preseason. And that's exactly what I think Darius Baisley did today was he didn't play good. Now, again, one game. Yep. Let's see what the rest of preseason looks like. He might come out the next preseason game and drop 30. Right. I just, I wasn't feeling it from Bayes today. He just kind of looked the same. It, there's a lot of tendencies that I saw from Baisley, especially on the offensive end, that just were very similar to what we saw yeah. um, the, the previous two His seasons. His one turnover was a really bad turnover. I felt yep. like the team as a whole overpassed into turnovers a lot. Shea falls in that category. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, there was, there was a few of them yeah. where guys would get past their man and then pass. And I'm like, bro, you're at the rim. Like take a layup. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, okay, let's swing back to the middle now. We had really good with Josh, bad with Baisley. What are some of the guys in the middle? Oh, I thought you were going to throw out Lou in the middle. I was like, don't you dare. That's like back in the positives. Don't you dare, Jacob. Um, I think I think Poku goes in the middle. Yeah. Right? Like he didn't have a great game, uh, had some turnovers. He had a, some really nice passes. The some three ball really looks a little, turnovers. yeah, some really bad turnovers. The three ball looks a little bit more effortless. It some did. of the turnovers, not his fault. I think there was twice that he made passes that guys like just didn't rotate over, didn't catch or um, like one in the third quarter, he kicked a Teo who just like didn't grab the ball and watched it go right. out of bounds. Um, so those aren't on him. Uh, he had like a really ill-advised floater, but then again, those flashes, the three ball, whenever he caught it and, and loaded it up, looked good. He had a elbow pull-up jumper, which oh, I was, was not gorgeous. expecting. 
Yeah. So, so thoughts on Poku, Taylor? I, I think you're spot on. It was uh, a little bit of the same from last season where you see the highs and you see the lows. Um, but you saw a little more consistency out there tonight. Um, I think you see the game starting to slow down some for Poku, um, but it did take him a little bit to get into a rhythm. Like the thing that I found the most interesting, Jacob, is specifically, specifically, if I could talk from a lineup standpoint, when he was in there with guys like Shea and Dort, um, even Giddy, you know, we we saw those lineups go on runs against. Uh, it, it largely sparked by Poku, right? Like I think of, um, he got a block on one end, uh, to a three on the other. Uh, like there was like a, oh gosh, I want to say it was like a five, six point swing, uh, largely sparked because of a place that Poku made on both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, he had, another, it, he got a steal or somebody got a steal, kicked it out to Poku. Um, he drove to the rim and just got his, you know, what swatted. Um, and that was the end of that run. <laughs> yeah. So it's the highs and the lows with Poku, right? Exactly. He had that one play though in the third or fourth quarter where he like drove in with the left and went super high and then like yeah. kind of jellied it crapped, into a finger right. roll. Exactly. Yeah. Very impressive stuff. Um, the confidence is still there and that's what matters with Poku, right? Yeah. Nothing to really take away from Shea. No. As much as we love Shea, I don't think we got to talk about Shea a whole lot tonight. Shea's a known quantity, a known product. Not the greatest game, not the worst game. We aren't going to see that leap or what he worked on the offseason in a game like this, right? Exactly. Like he very much was going almost 70, he was, 75% on purpose. He was purpose, going through the motions, yeah. Which is... This was a glorified scrimmage. To do that. He's mm-hmm. probably told by the... Co- I mean, I don't know that. I obviously have never been in a NBA franchise or organization <laughs> uh, offseason or, or Well, I know from experience. This is yeah, right. Yeah, from experience, coach, though, the coaches them. are probably telling him to take it easy. Yeah. Um, for example, we saw Trey Young get a, a quad contusion and P.J. Tucker had a, a string growing. So, like, you don't want anything like that to ever happen. Exactly. Um, not lots to take from there. I, I'm with you. Let's talk a little Trey Man. I am like so intrigued by Trey Man, Jacob. He gets to his spots. Yes. And he just he he does the right things. He just He's very shifty. Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing that upset me with Trey Man tonight. He missed two threes in the third quarter, got the ball swung to him at the top of the key, kind of to the right, had an open three, and passed it up and put the mm. ball on the floor and drove and kicked into a turnover. And that's a rookie mistake. He's got to shoot the ball when he's open. He has to. He can you know? shoot the ball. And that's why it's yeah. so frustrating like to he see need, him pass that up. This is he needs to adopt. I think we've talked about this before. He needs the Nick Young, Swaggy P, Dion Waiters type <laughs> mindset. Unload Jacob, the clip. I, I'm going to I, I know we're trying to keep this one kind of short, but I'm going to tell a, a short story here. Uh of my experience playing basketball at probably the highest level I played, which is not very high in comparison. Um, but young Taylor, after not making the team at Owasso high school, um, played AAU with a, a team out in uh, Tulsa, a uh, gym time hoops, shout out all my gym time hoops friends. Um, let's just say I was the smallest and youngest player on that high school team. I was playing with high school seniors, a lot of them from East central high. Um, I would call it how it is. I was small, I was scrawny, and I was white. So every time, but the one thing I could do is I could shoot the ball and I could shoot it from very far. So every single time they passed me the ball when I got playing time, shoot, 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 shoot. shoot. And it took me a while, right? Like I was timid. I got my shot swatted. um, But eventually whenever I touched the ball, it started to shoot. 
And uh, that's exactly what Trey Mann's going to have to do. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, not a lot of comparisons there outside of just, I think, the role that he can play for this team. If he can stretch yeah. the floor like that, that's going to be huge. And, and a lot of those lineups that we saw him with, um, especially if he's going to be one of the bigger guards in like a two or three guard lineup, he's got to be able to space the floor. And he's got to be able to hit those outside shots, Definitely. which I think he can. But like you said, he's got to take those shots. Mm-hmm. He's got to unload the clip, man. Every time he's out there, he's got to unload the clip. But I did like, I mean, not to just continue to talk, I, I did like his aggressiveness and being able to put the oh, ball on the floor, too. Oh, he had a few crossovers, too, where he created a ton of space, which was really exciting. And I didn't realize he was that, like, even on TV, he looked bigger than I thought he actually was. Yeah. He obviously, but I think the promising thing with him is, like, he looks like he has a frame that can put on size, and that's going yeah. to be important for him moving forward. Very much, very much. Any other, I mean, we don't really need to talk about Muscala, do we? <laughs> he he got more burn than I thought he was going to, and it very much looked like Dagnot was like, eh, "Have fun, go get in yeah. shape." <laughs> he is very fundamental defensively. If you like focused on him whenever he got out there, put on a clinic. Like whenever oh, yeah. they go to practice tomorrow, Coach uh, Mark is going to throw on that film and say, "Hey, Bigs, Jre, Isaiah Roby, etc." Watch what Muscala does for five minutes here. It's tons of uh, I'm tagging the roller. I'm rotating back uh, on the the screen. Um, I'm hedging over. I'm dropping back. I'm taking away the angle. Now I'm rotating back to my man. Just very active, very fundamental. And the man's got a strap. Oh, he's just got absolutely. a strap. Absolutely. I, lo- I love Muscala. And here's the fun thing. It's like, I think at least for the first half of the season, when the Thunder are trying to be quote unquote competitive, with like, you know, at least playing their best players and throwing out these decent lineups, not preseason lineups. I think Muscala is going to get a lot of burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to fit really well with these young guys. I think he'll be a great presence for these young guys on the on the court. And um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm just- I, I said we weren't going to talk about Muscala, and then we talked a lot about Muscala. <laughs> we really don't need to talk about Isaiah Roby, do we? No. Six points on the night, one assist, two rebounds, whatever. He looked bigger. He yeah. did. He, he looked physically bigger. The hair um, smaller, which kind of threw me off. Yeah. Um, JRE was the first person off the bench. I, I don't know if that will continue. Yeah. Um, he, again, just a fundamental player did some, some good things that go unnoticed, but didn't really have anything major. It just didn't have a lot of opportunity this game. Aaron Wiggins comes off the bench late in the fourth. Lights yes, up 12 good points. Point. I think Wiggins, He's the good Wiggins, the better Wiggins. He got the vaccine without public shame. <laughs> well, he might have more skill than the other Wiggins. Uh, oh, no, I, <laughs> That that's false. Uh, he just might actually have the work ethic to uh, put his skill um, to work. Um, I am interested in Wiggins, especially with Lou quote unquote taking him under his wing. He absolutely presents a lot of two way opportunity, and so I think that kind of like brings me. To, I have two like two kind of themes that I just kind of want to touch on, Jacob. I think before we head out, unless you have any more individual players. Oh well, rough night for my guy Ty. Yeah. Oh, it, it uh, was. He's fine though. That's yeah. one of those players that's like. He's fine. Teo wasn't great. Same thing for Teo, but you're right. Like, and that kind of goes into one of the bigger themes I was I was alluding to. There's so many guys on this team. Like, to some of the points you've been bringing up in the offseason, Jacob, Teo could be one of those guys that just kind of gets overshadowed because, gets like, squeezed out, the yeah. opportunity. One, one more individual guy we got to talk about. Lou Dort. Oh, yeah. Good point. That he looks fantastic. Highlight of the game was Lou's um, five-point swing, the three he hit, and then the baseline cut. I have never seen Lou get up like that, Taylor. 
that but dunk you, you tweeted that, it and that was yeah, perfect th- he talked about how he shed a little bit of pounds but kept the strength on that's exactly what what that was that was i'm down five or ten pounds and i have a little extra lift when we've seen lou dunk in the past it's i get the ball up over the rim and i just kind of hang it on there this one was like i'm cocking it back and slamming it down on the baseline um just incredibly we got it right here for you guys if you're on the live stream very very impressive by lou i didn't know he could get up like that that's big time stuff if lou's added that level of athleticism and can leverage it both offensively and defensively that's a jump hey uh that's one way to uh finish more efficiently around the rim right no shit right <laughs> no Just you're exactly right them. that was that was impressive um, it could be like even I think the thing that stood out to me is not even just Lou, but just like the normal NBA player, that driving lane that he had, he beat his defender, just expected him to lay it up. But he like made the extra like Russell Westbrook, Hamadou Diallo effort, right? To cock it back and make that dunk. And uh, you're right. He looks leaner. Um, he looks lighter. And that's like, but still very, obviously very strong um, on both ends of the floor. But the thing that I love maybe the most from Lou tonight was the confidence to continue to hit the three still there. Mm-hmm. And he made he them. Was, I mean, he never hesitated. He caught it. Right. He fired it three or six tonight from three. And also the, so the chemistry as expected, this is on a negative, just as expected, the chemistry with Giddy and Shea, just from a spacing standpoint and even Giddy with that starting lineup, I think the chemistry and, and just like um, the feel for spacing and how all those players fit together. It's just, it's not there and it's not going to be for a while. We all knew that. But Shea and Lou's chemistry stood out to me because it's still so sharp after playing mm-hmm. two years together now. Um, I, I noticed it. that from the very beginning. Uh, Shea would drive and just like some of those careless passes that we don't necessarily love him taking. Like you mentioned, some of the turnovers, not just from Shea, but everybody. Driving into the into traffic, kicking out to a shooter. Shea can make those, those kind of quote-unquote careless, no-look passes to Lou because he knows exactly where Lou's going to be. Exactly. And I noticed that from the very beginning of the game. Uh, you want to take a few questions before we get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. First one uh, asks, Poku's shot has a lower release now? Question mark. I don't know if I'd say lower. Yeah, I don't. I think it looks smoother. Because he had a, like a line drive shot last season. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I need to watch more. Also, I watched it in the arena tonight versus on TV, which is much different. Fair. Uh, next one. Should we trade Bays? No. Hang in there. Yeah, that's where I'm at as Give well. More Plus, trading base doesn't get really get you anything right yep. now. Right, the value's not high. Last one. How do y'all feel about Giddy playing with Shea? He seemed much more comfortable alone, but I figure you have to get them comfortable playing with each other. Taylor, you kind of just alluded to this. Yep. I think they will be fine together. It's just finding a rhythm, and that takes time. If you've ever played any level of basketball, it just takes some time to find some rhythm with guys, especially two guys that need the ball in their hands. Exactly. I think they will figure it out. And the good thing is, like even in Giddy's post-game availability today, he talked about how Shea makes, makes the game so much easier for him. I think they're going to learn how to play off of one another. And the goal is definitely not to make it like a Russ, KD, your turn, my turn type of basketball, uh, but rather learn how to leverage them off of each other. And I think one way they can do that Giddy is really good at moving off the ball. Absolutely. He had a couple of really well-timed cuts tonight. I was it that third quarter Taylor or that fourth quarter 
where Giddy Cut caught a pass, hit a head fake, a, a back down dribble, a sh- like a Hakeem Olajuwon, the dream shimmy, and then turned around into like a one-legged fadeaway and it rimmed out. If that one would have went down, you would have seen me on the broadcast <laughs> as one of the 100 people there tonight um, screaming his head off because that was a move. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, no, also, don't think, I also don't think we mentioned Giddy. Um, Dropping Kelly Oubre like a like oh there was a gosh, sniper in the arena. Wild. That was God insane. crossed him, dropped him, and got to the rim. That's one thing I, I I didn't mention with Giddy, but like, and I won't go into detail on this. I just his athleticism that I saw tonight surprised me a little bit, Jacob. I didn't know handle. he was that athletic. Yeah, yeah, that and the handle. I kind of expected the handle, but like the the strength and athleticism that I was not expecting that. Hey, I tweeted it from the pot account. Kids got sauce, sauce, too much sauce. I love it. But you're right. Like some of those passes and plays and his ability to create, I think it's not only, you know, he mentioned Shea opening up the floor, Shea and Lou opening up the floor for him. But um, I, I think his passing ability and his playmaking ability is going to open up the floor for those two as well. And one thing that was kind of fun, just I guess maybe to end on this, is you were talking about the uh, post-game availability. And Nick tweeted out from, from his personal account, Giddy mentioned, you know, one thing that kind of took him back, maybe like, you know, obviously, well, nothing surprises me, but, <laughs> and one thing he mentioned was um, the pace of the NBA game and mm-hmm. the size and strength. Well, the fact that like, that's him tonight was him trying to adjust to the pace of the NBA game makes him yeah. very optimistic. Especially about defensively. I thought he held up against Gordon Hayward really well. At, he struggled yes. with Lamella ball. Who doesn't? Right. Um, his foot speed isn't all the way there. But he even mentioned it. It's baby steps defensively. But I thought he held up. He is very good positionally. I think Mark, Coach Mark, compared him to Gallinari defensively in the past. And yeah. I think that's a good comp. He knows where to be. He moves his feet. He gets in position. He plays the positional defense. He's never going to be a Lou Dort. But you if you get him to average. He has a size and the strength, and he has the IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike Gallinari, he has the the um, yep. speed and the ability mm-hmm. to get out there on other. Departments. I love it. I love it. This has too. been the, this has been the Josh Giddy pod, rightfully so the kid hoop tonight. Yeah, right. That was the biggest theme I think from the first, first preseason game. Now we have to wait like stinking six days, days. next Sunday. Brutal. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the new uh, post game tunes. Silva killed it on this one. Big fan absolute banger hey thank you guys so much for joining the uncontested podcast our first post game pod of the year preseason number one once again the oklahoma city thunder drop at 113 to 97 as taylor just mentioned we'll be back next sunday night breaking down postseason game number two that one will be against the milwaukee bucks and doing our preseason bets podcast where all of us podcast hosts will make bets against one one, one another on thunder and league wide props so make sure you join us next sunday night the live stream starts at 9 p.m or whenever the thunder game is over it does kick off at 6 30 so we should be looking at right at nine o'clock you guys have a great rest of your week hope you enjoyed live basketball we may drop something special for you guys later on this week. A little little something to finish off your week, get you through the rest of the work week. But until then, and as always, Thunder Up.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.